0: Tom Brady takes the snap, drops to the knee, and the Patriots have won their sixth Super Bowl title. We're champions! <laughs> We're champions! man! We're champs! Ha <laughs> ha! All right! Here we go, champs! We're champs! Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo!
1: <laughs> gentlemen how are we doing doing great uh cheers cheers cheers, cheers, to, cheers to johnny's uh <laughs> cheers <laughs> the patriots
2: yeah, yeah. absolutely super Bowl um, champ number six sorry tied you up sorry we had to take a week off we all for different reasons but yeah we had to take a week off <laughs> yeah
1: uh special uh intro on gmsr today the um the childlike glee of bill belichick uh, in the final seconds, uh, uh, leading up to being six-time world champ. So Did you um, see
0: that he already got his uh, his boat name changed today? They were showing pictures, so so now it's uh, eight rings. Oh, I thought it was like, we're just thinking about next season. No, <laughs> be a good one. But no, every time he wins a Super Bowl, he changes the name of his boat to how many rings he has. Oh, oh Pompous.
2: So. The registration freeze are going to be outrageous. How can he afford that?
1: I see. I, I thought he just bought a new boat every time. Good,
2: absolutely. I think he likes that boat. Yeah, oh, it's kind of old fashioned. Uh yeah. So Johnny was a little. Uh, you were in the. You're in urgent care last week, huh? I went to
0: the urgent care during the Super Bowl. Yes,
2: that's wild. It, it is wild. We're, we're, we thought you were just off the radar for the fact that it, a it was the Super Bowl and it was just you know such a low scoring game in the first half for you to chime in and say you're in urgent care was. No, my, fa- my head felt like it was going to explode, uh, so I awful. had to go get some meds. And- I couldn't imagine with the stress plus your physical condition, like how you must have been feeling during that night. Yeah. Uh, I was probably about nine double IPAs deep and then drank a whole bottle of Fernet. If people don't know, this is a 100 proof cordial. Apertif, a digestif. 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 That, uh, left me green around the gills probably to be until good Tuesday. good your stomach? It's uh, kind of like if not you... Not when you drink seven shots of it, Johnny.
1: Okay. It's kind of like <laughs> if you soak Jägermeister in potpourri. I love it, though. I love <laughs> it, though. You like to add fireball to it, so you can't say anything. I do, Yeah, that softens it up, so oh that my tells God. you a little something about oh. it. Add oh.
2: fireball to Fernet. Yeah. To soften it up, it's, yeah. It's his delicate
1: palate. Jeez. Yeah, furball's good. Right <laughs> um, uh, well, welcome to episode, uh, 15. So, um... For oh, yeah. for me, uh, I found number fifteen to be a little bit slim pickings. Um So I was thinking maybe I go with Doug Drabeck, uh nineteen ninety Cy Young from, from the like Pirates. It. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Uh, Meta World Peace, right? I'd hate
2: you for that if you were
1: <laughs> that. Um, was thinking Jack do you, Eichel. Do you know Meta World Peace's real name? Ron hey, Test. Oh, yeah, he's, he's learning learning. a Dude. Basketball guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe Jack Eichel because he wore fifteen for the first three years of his career. Um, so but was uh, his eighteenth goal yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He although, although the um, Sabers have fallen off a little bit. It's, it's kind of a shame. Um, I decided to go with Ryan Getzlaf, captain for the Anaheim Ducks, uh, Stanley Cup champion from two thousand seven. Um, 967 games played 258 goals 653 assists uh tough customer you know one of those captains who's not afraid to uh drop the drop the gloves and uh, get at it get after it uh good playoff record as well um he's played 125 uh playoff games scored 120 points so uh just under a point per game so good for him ryan gets What'd you go with, Marty?
2: Uh, I went with Vince Sanity, baby. Vince Carter, basketball. Uh, where I happen to be in the background right now, watching North Carolina, Virginia, number eight North Carolina, number four Virginia, right now at North Carolina. So it seemed appropriate to go with Vince Carter, North Carolina alum. Uh, his, you know, how many different nicknames does this guy have? Um, half air, half man, whatever the case may be. But like, I. One of the best iconic dunkers in the league. Still playing, which is incredible, uh, to say the least. Um, But also, uh, you know, eight-time NBA All-Star. Definitely uh, has thrown his weight around in the league. One of the hardest guys to guard. Just plays above the rim. And still playing with the Hawks as we speak. And... uh, what is it? I'm trying to think of his actual. 8. He's born 77, so he is 41, 41, 42 years old. Still, still pumping up in the league. Actually, had a really, I uh, had a top five uh, dunk the other night as well. So my uh, gratitude and as growing up and watching this guy play, one of my favorites. So Vince Carter, my number 15.
1: Johnny.
0: All right, I've also got one of my personal favorites for my number 15, Dustin Pedroia, 35 years old, Red Sox second baseman. He is a three-time World Series champion, 2007, 2013, 2018. He was the American League MVP back in 2008. He was a Rookie of the Year for the American League in 2007. Four-time Gold Glove Award winner. He's known for his defense. He's known for his hustle. Um, he won the Heart and Hustle Award back in 2012. He's played with the Red Sox his entire career. He was drafted by the Red Sox in 2004. Um... He was injured most of the season last year, missed all but three games because of a knee injury, but he is expected to come back and be ready you know, for spring training when it starts this week and should be ready to go opening day. So we look forward to seeing Dustin Pedroia back on the field for the Red Sox. It's going to be crazy see him back on the forward field again. Yeah. I, I, I see this guy being
2: a, a bench coach, like being in the league for a long time, even after his playing career. He just he seems does, to he have loves that the mind. Game. He loves the game very much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: All right, so um, let's just get right into it, uh, John. Uh, initial thoughts on um, tying the Steelers for most Super Bowls by a franchise. Um, Super pumped, man! I mean, I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm so excited. you know, but the one thing, and I, and this is what I do to myself. Like this is kind of I don't know why I do this to myself. And you're gonna you're gonna think that I'm just there's something's wrong with me. We already know that, but it's just like we can talk Saturday, about it a more. Saturday. I didn't, you know. Saturday, Sunday. You know, there's no football this weekend, no real football. We'll get into that later. But there's no real football this weekend, so looking for things to do. Christina, my wife's in tax season, so she's constantly busy on the computer working, and I'm on NFL Network watching the two Super Bowls that the Patriots lost to the Giants. It's
2: just like why, so, like, all right?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, but
2: I think I think you're gonna tell us, but I just really know the why why you want to put yourself through this.
0: I because wa- I want I don't Are know why. Are you preparing
2: for a loss or just saying it's gonna, not gonna be this way this time? You no, know,
0: because I felt like they should have more rings. You know, I feel like, <laughs> ow, fuck, oh, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I'm the asshole. I know. <laughs>
2: ah. So I, I in don't a way, know. I agree with you. I mean, 10, 10 times to go in the Super Bowl. I mean, with that type of coaching staff, I mean, if. The guy doesn't, you know, if that catch doesn't happen, Eli doesn't escape that pocket. That West Welker changes.
0: catches that ball. <laughs> West Welker, in 2011, the ball was in his hands. You should have seen me. I'm slow motioning it. I'm uh, trying to Breaking like, out the index I'm card I'm trying again. to direct blame. <laughs> like, whose fault was it? Was it Brady's fault because of the throw, or was it Welker because he should have caught it? Well, Welker should have caught it. He had both hands wrapped around the football. Anyways, I digress. I'm, I'm super psyched that they won their sixth championship. And I did catch one of Belichick's quotes after the game when he was hugging Edelman and Brady, like, immediately after they won. And he says, it, this didn't get out there in many places, but I saw one one place, and he says, you know, they're all congratulating each other, and he says, we'll be back, too. We'll be back, too. You know, with these,
2: with that core of guys, you talk about, um... Edelman, Gronk, even like we can get into like if he's going to be back or not. You think they can like entice him to come back Um, with with Brady's you know winning attitude? Belichick, they don't want to be the franchise tied with the Steelers. They want to be the franchise that's leading when they go out in their swan song. That we won seven, we're going to walk away. Um, And there's already talking about giving Gordon the ring, trying to entice him to possibly come back, see what they can get out of him. Josh Gordon, that is. There's like going to be a team. lot of work that needs to be done this right. offseason. Um There's been whispers, uh, Julio Jones like throwing picks to get him, yeah. um, to throw in the hat to try to win that one more time. So I, I think like now that they, w- I think that would have been a different scenario, and maybe that's why you're watching those two Giants games. If they lost, they were like, all right, we did our best, we had a great run, you know, Brady, you know, whatever the case may be, let's 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 move on from here. But now that they won, now that they're tied with the Steelers for six. They, and I appreciate that hunger to want to win and, and keep continuing and to keep going forward. So I can I wouldn't be surprised if the core of those units on both defensive and offensive side come back for one, one more run. Josh Daniels is probably, like, throwing furniture around
0: his house because when, when he's going to get his chance to be the head coach of the Patriots. True, you know, but, you know. you know, he is signed long-term, and I think that there it, – it, to me it looks like there's a succession plan – um, but they are, there's going to be a lot of changes this off season. They've lost five five assistant coaches. Um, one, their defensive coordinator Brian Flores, who put together a terrific game plan. They lost him to the Miami Dolphins. What and a great story for him. He, where took, that guy came he from took a in couple coaches career. away too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How do you feel
2: about that? Like going in your own division and and in and facing those guys. I mean, obviously it's the Miami Dolphins. It doesn't
0: seem like too much of a threat, but not these, next year because they've already yeah. said that they're gutting the system. So I think next year, they're, what they're doing is they're gonna try to go. I oh, won't tell you, but they're gonna. Looks like they're gonna go. Oh, try to go zero sixteen and tank for Tua. Yeah, that's like the slogan already. Ten, Miami's looking to tank for Tua.
1: Tank for Tua. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so crazy. Well, they've they've been searching for a quarterback ever since Dan, Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah. So if they can get a young stud quarterback when Tua. Ta- Oh, geez, I already forgot how to, to say that. To <laughs> a
1: Viola. Tyke, Tyke <laughs> 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 have to Tyke sing Viola. it, out to get it right. Viola.
0: <laughs> so hard to say. And, and congrats to
2: Edelman on the MVP. What a hell of a game. The guy. He's so
0: money.
1: Becoming the fifth uh, wide receiver ever to win the award. Seventh. Seventh? Oh, right, right, right. A lot Steelers of them are Steelers have have, have were Steelers that had won three of them. Three, yeah. yeah. Heinz Ward, Antonio Holmes and uh, Lynn Swan
2: oh really I did not know that Wow corner of the market on that um, Michelle picking up Sonny Michelle had a great game great plan I it, and we can get into it too. I don't know if we want to talk about it too much but like you know the backlash in some ways with fans saying wow what a boring Super Bowl I didn't take it that way I didn't uh, I was watching it with Brian uh, you know he's older echo. I was at his house. We both felt the same way. Like, what pressure? I mean, like, I just thought it was a well-coached game on the defensive side for both sides of the ball. I thought Wade Phillips for the Rams did a hell of a job. Yeah, that's needs, what I He needs, afraid needs of. more credit. He had a great you plan. You know, he's faced this team before. He's had, you know, past
0: experiences. Like, he came in with a great game plan. Um, Brady was getting hit and he was getting pressured up the middle. He wasn't getting sacked. He was only sacked once, but he was hit a few times. You know, there right. was one where Aaron Donald threw him down and the ref was like, you got to watch yourself because the right. next time I will throw a flag for you that flag on that. So but, but So Brady was feeling it. They were feeling, they were, he was feeling the hits. They were having a tough time with the offense. There wasn't a lot of scoring, obviously. The game was 3-3 going into the fourth quarter. You, but I thought there was just a lot of, every down had pressure-packed moments. You know right. what I mean? Like even mm-hmm. though there was, the 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 Rams having eight consecutive series worth of punts in the first half was a little was a little boring. I can see for the average viewer as a Patriots fan. I I, I loved it obviously because they were they, they were stopping them, but I just thought that every down was had was pressure. Right. You know? And once again, you know, I I but like I want to celebrate and talk about how good of a job and how how well the players played for the Patriots, but. You know, just the kind of human side of us that we go to find the negative things about it. And here we got to talk about the negative aspect of what the hell is Sean McVay doing without Todd Gurley? Yeah, I I, I don't know what is I mean, I've
2: even like followed podcasts out in L.A., like been keeping my eye on that. I mean, it's just been I mean, that started back. Even on the Monday night game, where they didn't use him, they right. like, remember like, us watching that. Like us being like, why isn't he using him? Gurley, a head case. Is and he, in that like, game, is,
0: is there some not trust in that game was fifty four fifty one. So there wasn't a lot of talk about not using Gurley in that game. Right. But then, as the as the games got more intense, as the season went on, it seemed like Gurley disappeared, and this guy. Led the NFL in, t- in touchdowns. He had 21 touchdowns right this year. But he had 18 the year before. The last
1: two years, yeah. He's been at it's just, and, you know, I don't know if there's like more of a serious that injury that we don't right. know about.
2: So but you keep very... him in the lineup. You don't scratch him because he's a smoking mirror at that point. Like, you got to respect him in certain ways. But, like, he was That just... would have
0: been the way to beat the Patriots, too. Yeah. just keep running girly. Because it almost seemed like they were... When well, they came out in that
2: second half, he had that huge, like, 18-yard run. Like, oh my God, maybe they were saving. And they just wanted that energy to try to keep it low. And, like, have yeah. the power in the second half. That's what I'm afraid of. Because after that 18-yard 10, run, it was three straight, three straight rushes by Anderson. I'm just like, where did he go? Like, I know. Where did he
1: go? Like, It blew my mind. And it's blown my mind. I mean, were they trying to get too cute with the game plan? I don't it think so. It just seems like McVeigh over time has. I don't know.
0: Like, it's. But he. But he's using C.J. Anderson too. You know what I mean? He's not wasn't running the ball as much as you would have thought they would. But it's not that he's not running the ball because he's they're running the ball with C.J. Anderson. So it just I, it, the whole it's thing. Not even that, but me. It's just like the whole fact that
2: they really didn't like
0: test the waters deep downfield
2: in the first half. They really didn't just like even if it's third and long, like just throw one for fifty-five yards. It gets intercepted. It's just like a punt. Like just try to be a little aggressive. In well,
0: the Patriots' stunts were getting to God. Yeah. So they were doing these twists twist on the outside right. to get to golf. which we talked about not giving them a long we, time.
2: before the Super Bowl, talking about McVay being in his ear up until the last eight, seven seconds in his helmet. Oh, talking and that about, was a huge chest, You know, and just like if they're stunning and they're switching up right on him on a play call, then yeah. he's just like, do I stick with what my coach called? Or I'd be an independent quarterback and like cue something, fire something off. Wave, well, he's not, wave he's not play. very
1: bright either. I mean, golf? Like, no. Yeah, I feel like that No, kinda... and it's funny. Did you, did you see Is that
0: proven or is that a judgment? I think it's proven. He doesn't know where the sun <laughs> sets and rises. So. Um, did you see the inside the NFL or the Showtime clips from the, you know, the mic'd up players from the game? That's where, what I saw and like. then you get the coach, too, and Belichick's on the sideline, and he's talking to Josh McDaniels in his headset, and he's like, he's like a, um, I don't know, like a lion lining up his prey. On the other side, he's looking for McVeigh. He's like, Josh, I can't find McVeigh. Where's McVeigh? You know, I'm looking for him on the sideline, and then oh, he so. tells him, he's like, Oh, he's on the plus forty. I, I got him. I got him. Yeah. You know, just I trying mean, to stare him down. Like, how, what's up with that?
1: How else is he gonna steal the calls if he's not watching them? Oh god, I knew I was Hoyer, to that was gonna happen. And Hoyer, right,
2: He's on the coaching staff for for the Patriots. <coughs> what's that? Hoyer. Hoyer's is a backup QB. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about because he he has history with McVeigh. Talking about like I. And that was a story leading up was he knew certain tendencies with McVeigh and told him, like, you just got to pressure here, here, when they line up two tight ends or one t- one slot receiver on this side with a tight end. Like, I heard Hoyer was a huge play. Yeah, the McCourty said that yeah. he was huge. Yeah, in that whole in defense scheme. Pro- yeah, absolutely. So, so you t- got to know that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, nice. You got to know that as a head coach from a grade. This is where his experience come in. Like if you know you have tendencies and you have players who know your tendencies, and this. self scouting. You
0: got yeah. You got to change it up. Patriots self scout better yep. than anyone. So I think the Patriots knew that they're know, over the years. You know they knew what they were good at and what they were not good at, and I think that's why you saw them morph into a a two a two running back set two tight end sets a lot of the time and they became more of a running team than a passing team because it's what they did well with a good offensive line and it also helped control when they were playing against dynamic offenses like mahomes and against the rams to help control the ball run the clock keep the score down so they were able to play the game on their terms so i just thought the patriots playoff run was masterful when beating up on the chargers a team many thought was going to win the super bowl uh, one of the favorites, the Chiefs and Mahomes, the MVP. It's the sixth MVP the Patriots have taken out now that, that since they've been winning their Super Bowls. Sixth time they've taken out the MVP on their path to the Super Bowl Yeah. over the years. And then uh, taking out the Rams with the two seed with 13, 13 wins coming in, in the Super Bowl. That That's an impressive run. That's an incredible run.
1: Johnny, I got a good take for you. So you know how you always say, well, everybody says it, and they, they say it because it's true. on both On both sides of the ball, the Patriots coaching will scheme to take out that um, whatever, the, whatever the biggest weapon is. What you do best. They want to that. take away what you do best. So my take is um, with Gurley clearly hurt or incapacitated in some way, what they did was they took McVeigh out of the game because he was the best thing going for them on the offense as far as scheme and calling the play and, and telling – you know, being being Goff's, basically his eyes and ears out there, um, so so that's that's what they did. They completely yeah, they did a, made just the an unbelievable job.
0: The, I mean, the Rams were the eleventh highest scoring offense in the history of the NFL. This Rams team, and they were held to three points in the Super Bowl. So that's quite that's the great, quite Lowest the scoring Super
2: Bowl in history, most punts in a Super Bowl in history, longest punt in history. <laughs> Not that you want to be on the Ram side of of holding those records, um, but I, you know, like we talked about earlier, you go in three three in the fourth quarter. That's exciting football for me in my mind because anything can change, anything can happen. And when golf threw the interception towards the end of the game, which screwed me out of a shitload of money, uh, and <laughs> still bitter about that. But, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, it, it was just. You know, I, I've always silently up until this season respected the Patriots in a lot of ways. Didn't want to give that up publicly and towards throughout the season started like falling and like, oh my God, they're doing, so. you know, Patriots, Patriots. Um, but what what that team in, did in the last two games uh, in the AFC Championship into the Super
0: Bowl just really just blew my, my mind away. Nobody expected this team... Would have any chance of winning the Super Bowl this year after all those losses on the road to inferior opponents and then back-to-back losses against the Dolphins and the Steelers and the Dolphins one Brady said after the Super Bowl. He said he didn't really count the Dolphins loss as a loss because it was a fluke play at the end of the game. I like that mentality because you know what? If you take that away from a loss, they finished 11-5 and five in the regular season. If you take that away as and say it's a win instead of a loss, they're 12-4. and, four. 12 and four. They're out 12-4, 13-3 every every year. So right. they really wouldn't have been much different record-wise than they are have been in the past 10-15 years anyway. I think it's just, I
2: mean, in, they always leave it up to the media to dictate how their, their story runs through a season because they, they keep a lot of their stuff close to the chest. They don't give the media what they want to hear. They don't get frustra- frustrated and like start selling each other out. So in a lot of ways, like they're just always hard to read and they come in like professionals and they just do their fucking job. yep you know And I know that's been the mantras do your job for, for years now with this team
0: and they do it well. And Belichick said that we'll always be more well conditioned too. He said let that, let, let that slip after the Super Bowl as well. that we're, we're always going to be the more conditioned team. We, we know that we're going to be better conditioned. right. And I was like, and that's not necessarily talking man, about a physical
2: aspect but a mentality aspect as well. yeah. So kudos to them. Congratulations, Johnny. I mean, that was, I know that was a frustrating kind of up and down year. And, and you know, we made fun of you saying certain references of scheduled losses. But <laughs> now it seems fucking very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that.
1: fix fixes you. all blemishes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what did you think about uh, blowing that first field goal kick? for Like, first thing in the game.
0: Oh, well, they had, there was the interception right away. Then Brady's throw was terrible. That was an ugly throw. and then His first pass. Yes, yeah, first pass. And they were marching. And they were marching down the field. Yeah. And then they get the ball right back, and they march right down, and Gustavus misses a field goal. And it's like, the dude misses a field goal in every big game, if you've noticed. Yeah. That's Whether un- it's an extra point or a field goal. Right. And that's where I was just at, at first like, ah, that's two uncharacteristic
2: Patriot things. To just I thought it would back to them. back. I'm like, this is going to be a situation where they can get down early in the first half. Um, but didn't play out that way because you know defense. the Rams defense, man. Defense stepped up and and I think they just kind of like they didn't fly under the radar. They were right there. The blimp, the, that little dot was showing on the radar, but they just nobody. I think everybody just took them kind of for granted and didn't take them seriously in a lot of ways going into the playoffs. Every every opponent
0: they faced. Yep. Too old, too slow, not enough weapons. Defense isn't good enough. And when Chung went out, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, what, how they're gonna adapt from that? You know? How about that Jason McCourty play, which was a screw up after yeah. Chung went out with the arm, with the injury, yeah, with the broken arm. Cooks, Cooks could have changed the Super Bowl a couple times. So he was oh, wide open in the end times. zone, and Devin McCourty, oh. what was it? They clock, clocked him. He covered twenty miles. Or t- 20, twenty yards, miles. sorry. oh yeah, Twenty yards <laughs> at like twenty three miles an hour yeah. to break up that Cook's would have would have been touchdown pass. Which should and have then... been thrown probably 0. .4 seconds earlier than it yes. should have been. Yeah. That was and, a big and then That was the big fucking mistake. There was the right good there. throw to the right side where Harmon and, and Gilmore and were on Cooks and Cooks could have caught it one handed, but yeah. Gilmore had one what had one hand on him and kinda knocked it away. Yeah. But still that ball needs to be caught by a, a stud NFL wide receiver. Absolutely. Yep. I mean you
2: got there for a reason, you gotta make sure you finish.
0: Like Antonio Brown catches that ball.
1: Yeah. Oh god, Antonio Brown. We'll have lots of time to talk about him. Uh but for for right now he's he should who shall not be named. Backburner. I have
2: to say it just because I Hate Maroon 5 worst Super Bowl halftime. Oh show ever. my
1: god, I don't think it was the worst Super Ooh, Bowl. It was up there show. since it going to like bad, the big though. name
2: shows. I think that's probably one of the no, worst. The,
1: what was the one right after, um, right after Nipplegate?
2: That wasn't Aerosmith, was it? I can't remember. Johnny's on it, Oh man,
1: but the only, the only good moment, um, I thought it st- started off real shaky, like. Like, dude, you you play sold-out arenas. What what the fuck are you doing? Like, he just did not sound very good for the first two songs. Then you know, he started getting into it. Uh, he's all head voice. He has yeah, a range.
0: Rolling Stones? He's, he's
1: always here. Yeah, but it wasn't very good.
0: You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. I've seen the Stones live, and that lo- that was a hell of a lot better than that halftime performance.
1: Yeah. Um, And, and you know... Th- I mean, very. Oh,
0: the Who, the Who in two thousand eleven. That wasn't good.
1: No. To be fair, halftime shows are really hard unless they're hyper produced and it's mostly, um, you know, you don't want a live band up on there because they don't have time to really sound check everything right. And, you know, it's Gaga just like... jumped
2: off a twenty foot stage and caught a football. She killed it.
1: Katy if... Perry was good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it's like. Again, that's all. That's all. Basically, a fucking. What's your favorite all time?
0: I,
2: I like Black Eyed Peas. Gaga was pretty good. Um, Prince was my favorite.
1: Did Brute on Mars do one? Yeah, that yeah, was good his too. His was really good. Uh, JT's Redemption. Yeah, it was good. Was pretty fucking good. Michael
2: Jackson. He was the original like big star. of The Super Bowl back in the day. That was uh, Cowboys. Yeah, to ninety five. Yeah. that was awesome that's Michael Jackson he's the ultimate performer
1: anyways uh, highlight of that whole thing Ooh. was when he fucking whipped his shirt off uh,
0: California baby I was feeling that
1: yeah talk? that that was the dumbest Shh. ass fucking t- I love I
2: loved all the trolling the meme, the, the guy drinking the yeah drink of
1: maple syrup yes. with his main written in Sharpie across his belly. Or it's
2: just like what you, in your mind is like is this the right move to make at this moment like or just just finish your show and keep your show? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh Adam.
1: Yeah. I, and like the band wasn't did was the band even on stage? I don't. Yeah, they were. Oh, uh, well, they were remember there. It. Oh yeah. Like I don't think they had a single fucking close up of the band.
2: Right. And no, they didn't. Really, no standout. Com- and then the other guy. Really, no off. standout commercials for me too. Which is Who was the guy? The about. other guy fell off the stage.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that. Who did so they the... fell off the
2: stage? Trav- There's Travis Scott. Travis Andrew Scott. He, he fell, off, he the fell st- off the stage. Like purposely or like? No, a- he
0: took a step <laughs> and went <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't uh, see that.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, like, also, the I thought the features were kind of poorly done. Uh, yeah. Travis Scott and and then Big Boy. Um, I thought it was going to get good at that If point. you want
2: to go all Atlanta, then go all in. Bring Luda out. Bring, you know, Jermaine Dupri. Like, just go old school. Just Andre, bring out other boys. Andre 3000. Well, I don't think him and Big Boy talk much anymore. No. I think that was a fallout. Yeah, That's why he wasn't there, but that would have been huge. But anyway
1: it was just, just like <laughs> just fucking awful i also gotta say um the uh the commercials really underwhelmed that's me what yeah awful this year as well it's like you know i think it's i think it's just an extension of where we're at as a nation right now where uh everybody is so sensitive on both sides and it's hard to find some like Common ground things to laugh at.
2: Well, what's in the well anymore? Like you see it in Hollywood, we're just remaking movies from the '80s now. Like there's just no creativity anymore. The
1: NFL 100
0: commercial was good. Okay, that was so great. like, let's that was get awesome. into it.
1: Yeah, I think that was that's probably the best far one The best commercial. I thought it was great. They had old stars, new stars, people I people I recognized, people I didn't. But it was like, oh god, who's this guy? You know. But well, I'm I know old. I recognized everybody. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But yeah, you got exactly. Franco Harris with the immaculate yeah, reception. obviously, like the Franco Harris moment was good. I liked Juju in the beginning oh, too. Oh,
2: we gotta talk about the opening, John Malkovich.
1: Oh yeah, okay, that, that was, was,
2: was I was pumped. I was ready Pay- to go.
1: Peyton did some great acting in in that little thing. Like his uh, his commercials are usually pretty stupid, but that uh, that
2: was a great opener. I thought that was just spot on. I liked it as perfect, well. Perfect, got me jazzed. I was ready to go.
1: The um, the uh, the stuff they 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 did with magic too was pretty cool, because when uh, Boston Red Sox were doing their thing, they had the like magic Larry Bird beat LA thing, right? Yep. Well, they brought that. I don't know if you, of course, you saw it. They uh, they brought it back again for this matchup.
0: Yeah, there was, and it's so weird just how. Games play out, but then the the Bruins played the Kings this week, and then the Celtics played the Clippers and the Lakers this week, and we'll we'll transition into that. Just but one more topic I want to get into about the game itself, the decision. So when the Patriots were up ten to three, they get the ball back inside their own ten yard line, mm-hmm. and they just start pounding the rock on that final drive, and they get all the way down, Line-out. and you know time's running down. They're right around the two minute warning, and the Rams are running out of timeouts and the patriots had a third and one they give the ball to stony michelle he gets stopped like an inch short so they have fourth and one on the 23 yard line or 22 yard 22 yard line yeah. i believe it was and they're up 10 to 3 and there's like 2 minutes to go it's fourth and one what would you what would you did you guys what would you guys have done? I would have gone for it. You would have gone for it? I would have gone for it. Gone for what did you it. think they were going to do? Go for it. I thought they were going to go for it. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of hoping that they wouldn't go, for, I was kind of rooting for the field goal because I felt like Koskowski had already missed his, Yeah. and I thought that the pressure that Sue and Donald can get up the middle kind of limits what the Patriots can do as far as short yarded situations, because Brady on the sneak, that means that that makes that not a great option. I just, and yeah, we saw them the week before against the Chiefs when they ran Burkhead on a fourth and one, got stuffed. Well, that was a pretty quick
2: count though too, so I think they wanted to make them feel like they're going to line up and just try to get the cadence going, and try to see
0: if they can draw them off sides and yeah. see what happened, and try to catch them off guard by snapping the ball quick and going for it. And it was interesting that when they so when they decide when they went to the sideline, they were trying to make the decision on fourth and one. Brady says to Belichick, "Let's just kick the field goal. It's a forty-yard field goal. Let's just kick it." hits it. We win the game. Yeah. And Belichick listens to listen to Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah. thought that was a really interesting decision right there because obviously they don't get it. The Rams get the ball back and they can go right down the field, tie the game, and then who knows what happens after that. Right. Who is this tie game? But yeah, I thought the game was I thought the game was well played and I thought there were stressful moments and like there always is in Patriots Super Bowls. I know, I mean, we were talking about this when we were at the
2: gym earlier today. Yes, Johnny, I were at the gym together today. Oh. Ew. Um, yeah, I'm hurting. But, you know, I just, I know, like, the Monday night game, Kansas City, L.A., was just, like, high, one of the highest scoring games, and it was exciting and this and that. But I just, maybe it's because I'm older. I miss the old school aspect of defense. I just thought, hey, it was nothing like we expected. And just how the play calls were playing out and just how, the big moments were actually big moments. The little, when you're talking about nine, ten yard receptions being big plays after big play, like the what Edelman and Gronkowski, he, Gronk, Gronk had six receptions, 87 yards, but three of those were just key, key catches. Like yeah, those, they ran the that, same play
0: three yeah, times in a row on winning
2: drives. And dry, just lined up a little bit different way. Yeah. They just kind of flipped. I mean, it was the same aspect. I'm just, yeah. it's just like stop us or don't stop us. And I just like that old style Smash Mouth, like Can you do it?
1: Kind of I football,
2: and I, 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 thought it was an exciting Super Bowl. I, I, I wanted one of the sound bites to be the whole Trey Wingo thing. He's like, "Man, well, shut the fuck up if you don't like football. Well, like turn the TV off if you don't think it's exciting. It's true. Like if you don't like it, change the fucking channel. These guys are playing for a championship. I know it's entertainment. I do understand
0: well, that. It was a close game. A
1: scheme is a scheme, and whatever works is works. I mean, I know that. They... It was like watching the New Jersey Devils out there. <laughs> Explained. <laughs> Um, in the '90s, they like had a bunch of uh, Stanley Cup teams playing the trap, where they just slow it way the fuck down, clog it up, win one nothing. Kick games. it back.
2: I start all over again. Just yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah.
0: Hey, whatever, whatever works, the man. We get fifty-four, fifty-one Rams Chiefs game from week eleven. But you got it. You got I
2: mean, yeah. You got to tell yourself as a defensive coordinator for the Patriots, like we can't get in a in a, sh- in a shooting match with these guys. We won't win in the longevity of it. Like we gotta establish it early. We gotta scheme it right. And I I thought it was phenomenal.
0: Sorry. They allowed no points in the first half to either or to the to the I'm sorry. The Chiefs and then the Rams. They allowed no points to either of those teams in the first half of those last two games they played. Defense just stepped up huge. Dante Hightower with two sacks. Did you did you I think
1: he learned how to run again? I thought he was done. I know,
0: I know. He was great in the playoffs. Do you did you think that Edelman should have been MVP or do you think it should have been someone else like a uh, Stefan Gilmore who had the interception no, in a big I game thought, I uh, thought tower two sacks I mean I how thought many Edelman, first
1: downs did he have Edelman how many first downs did he have I mean I feel like Yeah, 10 six. catches for
0: 140 yards. I think, I think he had six first downs.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he just every big play, you knew where the ball was going. Yeah. And then, you know, the one or two plays where you needed a big play, and he wasn't just open. You couldn't force the ball there. Gronk came up with some big
0: ones too. Gronk, exactly.
1: Yeah. So Gronk had it. You know. I'm...
2: No, I, I was, I called it, I was, you know, before they even announced, it, I, I thought it was going to be automatic. Just thought he had like a phenomenal game. I, just, I mean, the guy runs the most but, amazing routes. He
0: just knows how. The to defense find The defense was spot. so good, shutting down the eleventh yeah. all-time offense to three points. I just thought it would be nice if the defense. Where you it, narrow that? And where you narrow that down to? Defensive player team. well Hightower two sacks or Gilmore yeah. had the forced fumble. Yeah. He caused CJ Anderson to fumble when he punched the ball out, they didn't get it. And then he had the winning ceiling interception with four minutes to go. Right. So I mean in the past that's been enough to win who well how many inter- did Larry Brown oh he scored a touchdown with his interception, so Right. No, I mean
2: Neil O'Donnell's <laughs> was Larry Brown's best friend that game. Oh, <laughs> True. They got him a huge contract, and Larry well, Brown never lived up to that contract again in his life.
0: And then the same thing happened with uh, Tracy Porter. Yeah. The Saints. Yeah. Raiders. Absolutely. Raiders love to sign those defensive Super Bowl MVPs. You
2: think people just go back and, and see how bad those throws are? I'm like, it really wasn't Didn't like that... a great break on the ball. Time after time from the defensive back. like It's just like you see
0: those bad contracts with those guys. Didn't
1: that also happen to a certain extent with Malcolm Butler?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, the Patriots didn't give him the money. But, yeah, and then a couple years later, the Titans do. And then he, he's been a bust so far for them.
1: Very cool. Um, g- Getting back to those terrible commercials uh, and, and specifically um you know the the pc culture like i was talking about just nobody being able to agree on what's funny um one of the few commercials i did really like the uh, hyundai commercial with jason bateman as the elevator operator oh my god that was awesome oh god slave and the uh the vegan dinner party line just like <laughs> really run some people the wrong way he's got like a beet loaf <laughs> like I made beetloaf.
2: Yeah, that was a good one. I love Jason Bateman. No brainer there. Oh,
1: man. Um, I also... Well, how uh, about the
2: people trying to make a big deal because Adam Levine took his shirt off and showed his nipples, so why not... I mean, it's just like, come on. Like, stop trying to find these Listen, I am
1: staunchly free the nipple. I think everybody should let their titties fly. I scream
2: it on the streets. and get (laughs) weird looks, but it's okay.
1: (laughs) Um... As a picked Pittsburgh guy, loved uh, the Burger King commercial with Andy Warhol. Hashtag eat like Andy. I hated that. Uh, yeah, I mean Andy Warhol would have hated it. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was. It was cool. He's so fucking weird. I get it, but it's just like,
2: where did this come from? Where is no they, idea. the mummy? You know, like.
1: Like, it's not part of a... Yeah, yeah. it's like nothing's
2: oh. new. He hasn't popped up on the radar. Nothing's been... Th- it was just a... It just came out of nowhere to me. I'm like... Is, I, I literally looked at Brian like, is that supposed to be Andy Warhol right it there? It was Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look like... It's just like... It's just like awful.
1: Yeah, well, he's... He was so awkward and weird. I, the He was from Pittsburgh, so the uh, Andy Warhol Museum's on the north side. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's like something, you know, you go to for... Um, field trips and yeah and shit and then you know you get a free trip there in college and then you know i've been to i've probably been to that museum like four or five times um well i hit
2: a home with you so that makes sense yeah
1: yeah it was it was cool um the last one that really kind of and this one caught me in the feels was the uh, microsoft xbox a, a adaptive controller commercial oh the kid yeah, with yeah. The, you know and
2: that one aired before the Super Bowl, right? Correct. Seen I've seen that. I've, see seen that. I've seen that. I've seen. that one before. I, but yeah. Um, as much as we don't like, damn technology nowadays. You know that was a great. That was a really good commercial to show.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh. John, uh, final thoughts on the Super Bowl.
0: Well. It's gonna be. An interesting offseason for the Patriots just because the they have the core pieces back obviously Brady Bel- Bel- Belichick and Edelman but now we're awaiting Gronkowski's decision to whether he's gonna retire or not or take a pay cut and then the McCourty twins whether or not they're gonna retire or whether Jason McCord will be back so there's a lot of players that are in limbo right now um, Hightower needs to take a pay cut uh, they need to upgrade their receiving core however Oh Trey Flowers too. He would probably the biggest decision of besides Gronkowski. Uh, so they need to re-sign Trey Flowers. So, but the core, the offensive line, Brady, the, the Sony Michelle, Devlin, and um, Julian Edelman, Belichick of course, are all back. So that's a good sign for the Patriots going into next season, and we'll see what happens. Sorry, I mean, been announced should... they
2: won their division next year. <laughs>
0: Go win the division. (laughs) It's already announced. But I am sick of, like, all the... the, They have a weak division talk because... I don't know. There's stats that show that all the other divisions are just as bad. I don't, no, wait,
2: I don't want. I don't want. a bad note here. No, let's not. That, yeah. Let's not. Yeah. I, 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 I can I, pull I, those stats out. I know, but this. I mean, I know, and this is where you usually shut up. And, and like, the Patriots are just as good. Put your finger away,
0: sir. I have a finger too. Just as good, if not better, <laughs> against the rest of the league. So it's not just I the play di- the division they it. play in.
2: I get it,
1: but yeah, okay. <laughs> let's end on a positive note. All right. All right. Um, some other uh, notes from the league, and you know, we'll have time to, to NFL. Get... Well, we were talking today too
2: about Dak coming out and saying he's not going to take like a Brady-like contract because he's coming up for uh, to be resigned, and he was gracious enough to talk about Brady, and the fact that <laughs> Brady doesn't have. I mean, Dak doesn't have a wife at home that makes four hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he he's not he's actually not the breadwinner in the household. That he's always restructured his contract, but what John pointed out earlier today when we were at the gym was just the fact that he was doing that before they were even a couple. He was he was already restructuring those contracts by the time that Peyton Manning was already taking max contracts at that point, um, which you know took me back to even like taking thinking about what Troy Aikman did back in his day to keep Emmitt Smith um, and Michael Irvin around and Jay Novacek around. He was taking cuts after cuts to keep the best people around him. So it's a mentality of football in a way of like, do you want to win or do you want to make money? What's your concept here? Is this about you or is this about the team? And what? And I, my lasting impression with the Patriots is I always think that organization has one of the best philosophies about let's be a winning organization. Yeah, so let's winning all reap the Alice. awards. You know, that's yeah. the longevity of career. That's the longevity of being champions. That's how we become one of the best organizations in football. That kind of mentality worked for the Cowboys in the '90s. Uh, I hope I understand. Dak wants to make his money. I think he wants to take that back. He's going to make twenty million. He's going to make at least nineteen million. But,
0: but they should be careful not to overpay him because I'm looking at no, today and 160 he's not gonna, million. Yeah, and he's 160 not, million. It's stupid. And he's not going to be a Brady. He's not going to have
2: the career like right. a Brady. And it's not to say that he doesn't have the talent to be a Brady. He doesn't have the owner to want him to be a Brady. He, that owner knows he's just going he can just throw out an 8 and 8, 9 and 10 season, you know, 10 and 9 seasons, I mean 10 and 6 season and just get by and make and scurry into the playoffs and still sell out, which goes back to the fucking fans like holding that franchise accountable. But the fact is is like he is I hate that he talks about Brady and contracts when you're not even there to talk about Brady like contracts. Hmm. Uh, my two cents right there on that, and that that's been a hot topic across social media and on the news, sport, sporting news networks, all for the last two days. But if you want to keep a Cooper and you want to keep uh, all those you, defensive you know, Zeke studs. and all those defensive studs you have, then you got to figure out how to spread the wealth, right? And be a championship team. It can't be like let's just throw in mediocre guys all around. You've seen that around Philip Rivers, like they they don't only really get so far because. You're taking all those max contracts out.
0: And look at the Raiders with Derek Carr. They look. They had to get rid of Khalil Mack this year because they right there's no money to pay Khalil Mack because you've give, given it all to Derek Carr. Right. Or you want to so. be Aaron Rodgers and be player and coach and just dictate the whole fucking franchise.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. And then uh, what he also had Kareem Hunt.
1: Kareem. That's what I was. Gonna oh my up. god. Huh? Simon with, with the Browns. The Browns.
2: I was talking to a friend at the bar earlier before I came over, and it's like you know you see like most headlines when people go on their social media like we signed this person exclamation point like some emoji like something crazy. When they came out, the Browns came out today on their social media site is like signed Kareem Hunt. It's just like very basic, kind of almost <laughs> under the radar.
1: Who's just, that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is stupid, in my opinion, because you have second-round pick Nick Chubb, who rushed for just under 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns last year, and when he had his chance with Baker Mayfield, he looked dynamic. And to give credit to my
2: friend Ryan Barkham, who told me this joke, I didn't know the Browns needed a kicker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, they do. They did. That is fucking good.
0: I can't take
2: credit for that. That was perfect.
0: I don't know. To me it's just it's gonna We've it,
2: learned that you don't need a premier running back to win.
0: Like, what's Chubb gonna do
2: now? I don't know.
0: But he looked awesome. I don't understand.
2: Are the ja- are the Jags gonna get win every Fallout player position and reinvent themselves next year? Are they gonna need Nick Foles? Are they gonna like a ch- are they gonna like pick up players?
0: I'm hearing the Nick Foles thing to the Jags is what everyone's expecting, but it's not it's not it's stone. not their mo to go out and trade for quarterbacks, so they're probably going to draft one. Yeah, whether that's Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray, the Giants said, "Oh, Kyler Murray, you want to do Kyler Murray?" Yeah, sure.
1: So Kyler Murray declared uh, that he would be uh, going into the NFL draft and turning down. Uh, who who picked him up?
2: A's. Yeah, Oakland, Oakland A's. A's. Um, t- which i disagree we talked about this earlier today too like i just think that i don't know if he's going to have i don't think he
0: has he's a great college quarterback we've seen great college quarterbacks i think not- he was promised a first round slot i think a team said we won't let you get past such and such a spot in the draft and so that made his decision for him cuz he will get that 20 million right out
1: can you imagine having being being a uh what is he 21 22 Yeah, you know, your old kid having to return one point five million dollars and then also, um, you know, turning down the the other three million that's coming.
0: I think it's the right decision to play quarterback, in my opinion, just because in the NFL, you rarely get hit anymore as a quarterback. You're protected. You know, he's he's athletic. It's and not coming he, from that about health. I just don't think he's going to be the quarterback they
2: think he could be in the NFL. Oh, you don't? You don't I don't. You don't I, think he'll be as good? I don't good. Think, Even though don't he
0: think he's equal to, if not a little bit better than Baker Mayfield was at Oklahoma. In that think, same system.
2: But I think Baker has a higher IQ. I really do. I think he has a better football IQ. I think he has this ability to learn different aspects of the game and learn how to live in the pocket. I think this kid relies on his feet a lot. I think he can almost be like an R G three type. He's is gonna get his ass popped because yeah, he's he's protected to a certain degree by the league and its rules. But once you get outside that pocket, yeah it's a different game. And I just worry about that. I just feel I I've watched some college ball with him. I think I think he's a great college baseball player and will do well in
0: baseball. In and that, the, that same we mean, all know the career saying. lasts longer in baseball. The Giants the came out today and said that he would be too short for our system. Yeah. So the Giants already basically came out and said when he won't be in our draft plans.
2: I think the only system he fits in is a system that's he, he a lot of you know read play options where where he's gonna have to get outside the pocket and make make some tough decisions. And I think whatever franchise picks him up might even throw him right in in the first year, and he's gonna take it. Yeah, you beating. see the
0: the younger quarterbacks getting getting thrown right into the right into the fray now.
2: Yeah. So I mean I don't know I hope it works out for him I mean he's a very talented kid, but to give up that money, like you, like you were talking about I just can't imagine like just saying okay handing it back yeah well he's gonna get a twenty million
0: dollar signing bonus in I don't a few know, months but he could be tasting that already and that's that's a mature thing to do yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I had
2: the will to do that
0: I just think that the grind of having to ride on buses for him and in double A and I think that that you pay
2: me mil you pay me four million around a bus. Give me a donut to sit on. Yeah, but the money's not sit. as good. You can make so much
0: more in the NFL right <laughs> now, did. like in the next five years. Yeah. So
2: I just think but you're not icing your knees every night and like taking popping pills to kill the pain away.
0: Like I mean, we'll revisit baseball. this topic clearly, obviously, yeah, but be I, with- I like it. I think, it's, I think he made the smart decision yeah. if I were him. Hmm. All
1: right. Very cool. Uh, just a couple of hockey notes. I think next week we're going to be uh, getting into it with our puck master. Uh, John Short. Um, oh, he's been
2: begging to talk to you.
1: Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get into it. Do a little um, season breakdown kind of thing. Uh, but some big news to talk about. Uh, Austin Matthews got his money. Uh, $58 million deal, five years. Uh, full no-move clause. Most of that's in signing bonuses. John, the way the this, this contract is structured, he's only making like $750,000 a year. It's all in signing bonuses. Basically, that's weird, basically. huh? Isn't that crazy? But it's gonna. I think. I mean, they're structuring it this way, trying to, to keep what's on the books down a little bit and uh, get get everybody their money. They're gonna have to do Marner next year.
0: And they just did. Uh, what's his name? New Ny- Neilander,
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's huge for them. Um, you know, they're gonna have to make some some tough decisions going forward, who they give the C to. Um, you know, is it Tavares? Is it Matthews? Uh, What I
0: was thinking the other day, like the Islanders now, like it's always weird to me. It's always in sports in general. It's always strange to me when the team's best player, best star player, you know, for years, leaves an organization, and then the team goes and gets better without them. And you see this a lot in sports, like more than you would think. You see it a lot. And now you look at the Islanders, who are first place in your division. After losing Tavares. And it just isn't that just strange how that happens?
1: Yes, I think it is very strange that the Islanders are first place in my division. But just how,
0: how, like, how teams get better when they lose, like, their iconic player that they've had for years. It's not obviously not the first time it's happened.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll definitely uh, get into that a little more. But uh, again, with the Leafs um, making the biggest trade so far in the pre trade deadline. Um, go time. I mean, you're seeing this more often now in hockey. Uh, they're doing the, the Jim Rutherford style, not waiting till the last minute, you know, making these deals while there's still options left on the table and, you know, they're everybody's still kind of shopping around. Uh, Jake Muzzin goes to the LA Kings for uh, Carl Gunstrom um, and uh, a couple prospects and a uh, first-round pick in 2019, which, I mean, it's going to be – it's practically a second-round pick, you know. Is it worth
0: it for teams to be trading for players this year when there's basically Golden State Warriors in the NHL this year with the Tampa Bay Lightning?
1: <clears throat> yeah, you brought this up, and we'll definitely bring this up again next week with with John. Um, like but...
0: Okay, let's say Artemi Panarin, who's a free agent at the end of the year. <clears throat>
1: So getting rental players and knowing
0: what they want, knowing what they're asking for. They're asking for a first round pick and an NHL caliber young player. Yeah. Who's already in the NHL. So like for the Bruins, they want a first they would want a first round pick and whether it be a Tory Krug or Brandon Carlo or Ryan Donato.
1: I think I think specifically this league um, it's totally worth it because the the parity in the league is. So you don't so think the Lightning high.
0: are equivalent to the Warriors? That's basically. No,
1: I th- I think they are. I think they're. I mean, I said at the beginning of the year that they were my uh, favorite to win the cup this year. odds oh, on favorite. Yeah. And they have been my favorite to win the cup.
0: But they're everyone's favorite
1: since since we beat them in the second round in, uh, or excuse me, the third round, um, in two thousand and. Fucking sixteen. Um Yeah, I I, I, th- I think they're stacked. Um they have great young goaltending. Um
0: But like so for your team, the penguins, would it make sense for them to give up a, a first round pick and a young player for our Temi Panarin? No,
1: no, specifically us, no, that wouldn't make a lot of sense. That's not what we need. Um, but, like, for but, any team. But, but yeah, no, I, I, think, I think you do. I think teams that are in that situation um, sh- could and should go for it. The Lightning
0: but, just seems so much better than everyone else this year.
1: Yeah, but you never know what's going to happen. I mean, hockey. I know if ho- they play the hockey, Bruins in the
0: second round, the Bruins will lose four games to none or four games to
1: one. I know that. I would agree with that. I know that. I would agree with that. You never know you never know in, in, in hockey though in hot goalie. About, yeah, hot goalie. Bounces go one way or another. Injury. Injury it just seems that like they're so good. Somebody takes a puck to the mouth, you know, like But they're so stacked. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. But anyways, I just wanted to touch on those quick trades. We got our clip of the uh clip of the week coming up Bergeron here.
0: Bergeron played his one thousandth oh, game this week. Yep. Your boy Crosby had a w- nice little message for him.
1: Yeah, well, they're good. They're good friends. Team yeah. Canada. Whatnot. Kings
0: got him a thousand dollar bottle of wine. Wow. So. Yeah, no, it was a big, uh, it was a big thing in Boston this week. The the Bruins have now got a point in seven straight games. Uh, Bergeron in his thousandth game scored the winning goal. So that was nice to see.
1: Yeah, Peng, penguins are hoping to uh, to get the ship righted out of after a bit of a skid here. We're playing the uh, the Flyers tonight. I got it on record, so I'm trying to. Stay away from my devices. Flyers are red hot. Ten of eleven? Yeah, Carter Hart, the the new girl, new goalie. Yep. Uh giving given a little bit of life to the franchise. They won ten of eleven, right? Uh something like that, yep. yeah. But um you know, be still my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're gonna move on to I the get cl- references I <laughs> have. <laughs> we're gonna get not hockey. We're going to get on to our clip of the week uh, and then get into some basketball talk. All right, enjoy.
3: Because I mean, 28-point leads are not, you know, kind of yeah. giving away like this Hawk. I mean, for me, it's not really about the loss or the attitudes that we're playing with. You know, guys are hanging you know, their heads. It just doesn't, it's not fun. You know, it's not fun. We're not competing at a high level. You know, even though we're winning, it's, it's, still, not, it's still not fun. You know, I don't, I don't see the joy in the game. I watch all these other teams going to read and up on the bench They're jumping on a the court they're doing all you know all the stuff that this look like they're enjoying you know their teammates success they're enjoying everything they're playing together and they're playing to win and when i look at us I just see a bunch of individuals what has to change the goal has to be one bottom line you can't you got to play to win that's sacrificing playing hard, that's sacrificing, you know, being a better teammate, that's sacrificing whatever it is, you know, we have to break to the side. No one's getting traded, trade deadline's over. You're we, competing for a championship, and that's how we got to post these games. We're going to lose a draw, man. We're going to lose games, game, but we, we don't have no attitude. We don't have no toughness. We ain't having fun, you know. it's to a long season. That surprised yeah. you that you not going to fun, even when you were winning in the fourth single I mean... Hasn't been fun for a long time. This is, a, you know, hasn't been fun for a long time. No matter, you know, winning or not. The attitude is, you know, it is
1: really good. All right, and we're back. Uh, just finished listening to Marcus Morris um, yeah. with his comment after losing to the Clippers Saturday uh, after being up by 28 points, Johnny, you um you went to bed. You turned it off. Thought the game was over. It was over. <laughs> uh, but then uh, they went went on to lose uh, 123 to 112. What was the uh, scoring differential in the uh, fourth quarter for that? 42, the second to half.
0: 42 to 26 in the fourth. Oh yeah, in the second second half it was 70 to 38. Yeah, Clippers is ridiculous. I mean, granted,
2: I mean, and that's Talk about the tail of two halves because they give us 43 in the first quarter to their 20. So you're just like – and this is the biggest problem with this team is like they just don't put their foot on their opponent's neck and just finish the job ever consistent effort. this lay, I mean, this year they just don't do it. It always seems like it's – I don't even know what the biggest margin of victory we've won by this year being a Celtics fan. But it just seems like sure. a point. It just doesn't seem like we're just closing out games with just intensity aggressiveness and this is what's been killing you
0: and I all season long just a number of bad losses and it seems like this is the worst loss by far yeah of the season especially coming on the heels of the Lakers game Thursday night and they blew an 18 point lead against the Lakers and Rondo hit the buzzer beater so that was a frustrating loss on Thursday night and you know the trade deadline was Thursday so the Lakers game came right after that and you know the Celtics team stayed the same essentially, except for the 15th player on the roster, Jabari Bird getting traded. Right. And so the the roster stays the same. You would think after that frustrating loss where they blew an 18-point lead on Thursday against the Lakers that Saturday they would come back against the Clippers, who had just traded their best player, Tobias Harris, to the Philadelphia 76ers and made another a number of other moves, which right. considerably made them a worse team. And this that was the first game that they were playing together is... With the new players, mm-hmm. with Zubac on the team and amongst some other guys, and you, the the Celtics went into the game. They were a twelve and a half point favorite. That's a right. pretty big favorite in the NBA. Right. And they were demolishing them, and you just thought the Celtics would come out with a with a, with a better, more consistent effort to follow up that terrible Lakers loss than they did.
2: Oh, for sure. And I was feeling, I was actually kind of feeling really good about their effort after they played the Thunder. Uh, on Sunday, Sunday game. you know the one thirty four to twenty nine, you know going back and forth, but they, you know, they stay within it. They had the intensity right there. But I feel like that, it almost feels like when when Kyrie has that matchup uh, of another elite player, like he's just gonna step it up and push it out, and 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 finish a game. Like if it's just like a big time, like televised, or it's a big time game, it's me against Westbrook or it's me and LeBron. Like I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna step up my game at that point. Um, and this is where it's going back to to Morris talking about we're just a group of bunch of individuals because it seems like about individual effort, when it makes sense for me to play well that night, I'm gonna play hard that night. Um, but, you know, we were talking earlier through text, and I just feel like something's gotta give at this point, either whether it's gonna be Brad Stevens or it's gonna be a player, but the fact is is like who's gonna hold each other accountable? The coach has gotta hold them accountable to play all the minutes of the game from start to finish. Or it's got to be the team captains. Like, somebody's got to take the fall for this in some ways with this team at this point. So what I'm
0: hearing is that they don't like each other. And so I've been trying to think about this the last few days as to, you know, what's gone wrong and what are the problems been going back to the the season they had two years ago when they had Isaiah Thomas. And they were, the, you know, young team, but Isaiah Thomas was the best player and They were all they bond. They were you know they weren't as talented as other teams, but they all bonded together for a common goal and to try to you know be the best they can and wanting respect. Yeah, and do the best they can. And Isaiah Thomas led. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals and they got swept by LeBron. You know, and they weren't good enough. And I feel like. Celtics incorporated some bad karma into their organization when they made the decision to trade Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving after all that Isaiah did after his sister died and all the, the stuff that he went through playing Hurt in the playoffs. He put it a lot on the line to play in a contract year mm-hmm. for that Celtics team. And I, they just... The Celtics have invited the basketball gods to do what it seems like is happening to them now And by bringing in Kyrie Irving and now trying to set up a trade for Anthony Davis And so now the young players on the team are all worried the rest of the year whether or not They're gonna get traded to Mm -hmm. New Orleans for Anthony Davis, which sounds like they're the favorite for it it to happen So it sounds like for them. They may even think it's going to happen So what's the point of trying so hard, you know, and then now you have Kyrie who might leave at the end of the year anyway Right, what
2: what Danny Ainge is calling now an engagement, not a marriage, because now they're backtracking on him, Irving saying he's going to stay. This is where he wants to be.
0: Um, So they went and signed Gordon Hayward a couple years ago, and obviously that hasn't worked out. He got hurt in the first five minutes of the first game last year. All the young guys step up last year, and they have a really good season, and they're all fighting for one common purpose, and that's to be the best in the East and to take out LeBron. They take them to Game 7 at home, and they almost—they had the lead, and they almost beat them. But like again, they had one common purpose, one common goal, and that was to overcome the Kyrie Irving and the Gordon Hayward injuries and to take out LeBron James. Whatever it LeBron takes to goes win. to the Lakers, Kyrie and Hayward come back, and now it seems like those players that were trying so hard last year kind of got full of themselves. Right, Kyrie and Hayward are now back, so the minutes are all kind of wacky. Hayward's not the same player, yet we're not sure if he ever will be. Hopefully he will be, but he's getting paid a hell of a lot of money, over $30 million a year, to be a player who's not that good.
2: Well, here's the unique thing with basketball and practicing and and going throughout a year, and I don't think it's the same in any other sport, um, where you're practicing. A lot of times you know the plays you're throwing out. It's your bench playing against your starters in practice. It's going through the motions and playing hard. And what I feel about with the Celtics is there's a lot of talent on the bench. There's a lot of talent in the starting five. And I just feel like there's a lot of animosity on the team. Like Gordon Hayward, as we all know, is not at that point yet of being where he needs to be. Mentally, definitely. Physically, definitely. But also I just think there's a lot of animosity with like Rozier with Kyrie, with Brown, with Hayward. It's just like I'm better than him, but he has the contract and he has the time where they gave him the time where Rozier is like I come in and play hard I play hard defense and and Kyrie not so much like he did last year before he's getting hurt um I just feel like there's there's an ability to compare your talents with your players your teammates a lot more than it is with hockey or football because in your practice you're going against defensive players against offensive players you're playing both sides of the ball in basketball so you're seeing what people can do on both sides so I think that right now, like Morris says, you're thinking as individuals, like I'm better than that person I should be starting. Or I should be getting, you know, instead of 22 minutes, I should be getting 29 minutes instead of that guy getting 31 minutes. And like you get a lot of that whole like talk going on. So that's There's why every
0: time the ball, so this, an article came out today on CelticsWire.com that that's why every time the ball goes to Jalen Brown's, into Jalen Brown's hands, it mm-hmm. never leaves. He never passes the ball no, because, because he feel like he feels like he's the one. Right. Two should be shooting or commanding the ball. And he's become a black hole. Kind of like Marcus Morris is a black hole too. But the Celtics are at their best when they're sharing the basketball and passing the ball. I get it. But
2: in some ways, and I, I was talking to you, like, he's the only one I feel like he's actually try to work hard to improve his game from last season. Is Marcus Smart in a way of Smart. like... You said Morris, but Marcus Smart in a way of like his three-point shooting has gotten a lot better. He's taken better shots. Not all working. the time, though. He not still takes th-
0: some bad ones.
2: Yeah, and that's been his M.O. But like Against this, the
0: Lakers, he had two 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 he had two, uh, back-to-back three-pointers within three that seconds. Hurt, yeah, I remember he texted With, me. And right it was like, happened. what are you doing, yeah. man?
2: Um, but, yeah, Morris as a whole, too. I mean, it's like they get in the game. They want to use their minutes to their own favor, not to the aspect of what they're, what they're trying to do for the league.
0: They're not fighting for each other no. towards one common goal. No,
2: Absolutely. And I can't even remember. I, I want to remember exactly what I said to you during that text the other day, because I actually sounded as, actually like I knew what I was. Talking and then the other, <laughs> so the other question
0: comes: is is Brad Stevens is his job on the line?
2: Um, I mean, obviously going to write it out through the season, but if they don't make it past
0: the first are round, these are some bad losses.
2: There's some bad losses, but bad losses happen, and you're still. What fourth best record in the East? You're you're well above Fifth, 500. Number five. Five. They were supposed to well be the number five. one seed. I know, but also you can ha- you can hold that to the franchise about not making moves if you're ready to make that move as well. I mean, you talk about Tobias Harris. You talk about Gasol going to Toronto. I mean, people have made their moves. Celtics to compete did in the nothing. top three. Nothing, nothing will prove the, this team. Absolutely,
0: and the Bucks let these rumors Bucks run made block. some
2: good moves as well. But I mean, the
0: Celtics have just let, all they've done is let these rumors run amok about Anthony Davis, right. whether that's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier or picks or whatever. Right. They've let these rumors run wild that Anthony Davis is coming to town in July. Right. They've but, done nothing to stop those rumors, so that and can't in be my good.
2: mind, I mean, great moves for for the Bucks, for Toronto, for Sixers, saying like, all right, it's easy to lay our cards down and say, like we we're talking about, you guys are talking about in hockey is, you know, the Tampa Bay being the Golden State Warriors, do we, like, throw value Does in, it even matter? And does it even matter? But I really think the Sixers, I really think the Bucks. and I really think Toronto get, honestly. The, get the... I honestly, honestly. do. Honestly. I
0: honestly do. Ernesto, what do you think?
1: It doesn't matter what
0: I think. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins and the New Warriors who've won 16 of 17. No.
2: and I love what, what Dwayne Wade came out and said today in his uh, tweet was like you know this is why they win this is why they are I didn't see it this is why they are the franchise what he said two beaten basketball he's just basically talking about how they <coughs> by going out and getting token and keeping the best five on the floor is why they're the winning franchise why their value as an organization as far as the value of the organization has gone up year by year because they invest in winning. And he, he's like, you can't hate the LeBrons of the world like as a player slamming their fist down saying, give me Anthony Davis or give me that because this is what works. Because they started that in Miami. And Golden State has inherited that aspect. It's a very rare thing to be like a San Antonio Spurs with a coach to know how to utilize UT yeah. players. And, it's like, part of a whole it. bigger
0: conversation than we could have someday too, though. Right. It's just the direction of the NBA where you don't see. Like, like I was telling you the other day that Michael Jordan never would have been the guy to be like, oh, let me get... Let me get Charles Barkley, and let me get John Stockton, and let me get Carl Malone, and let me get all these great players on my team. I need them. I need them to win. Right. Michael Jordan said, all right, I have you, and I have you, and we're going to win, and I'm, nobody's getting in my fucking way. There was only one player he ever fought for it and said, I would leave if you if you caught him. That was Pippen. Pippen, right. That was only one. And You always should have a wingman. I mean, now, the, now the NBA, and, you know, it was LeBron... Picking and choosing, like look what he did with his All Star draft. He's up the picking trash. and choosing all his free agents,
1: and Rodman cleaning up the trash. Uh, I love Rodman. There's
0: look at what going. LeBron does with his uh, all the All Stars yeah. basketball draft. He picks all the free upcoming free agents. He's got Durant. He's got Kyrie Irving. You oh
2: know, yeah. He's got
0: Kawhi Leonard on his
2: team. That was just a joking point on TNT when they were doing that draft, mm-hmm. and then say to and then send uh what's his face over um Simmons. The Simmons. Yeah, but also uh, doing that last minute trade and putting what's his face what's his face together because they hate each other so much. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, yeah, with them. But
0: it's just frustrating to me. There's to see only the so NBA much in the pool. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, and to, to with be, the, be honest, with, with, Marty, I would rather that the Celtics say. And I know we want to, and especially as a Boston fan, we want to win championships. So this is like the ultimate question. I think we're going to agree. You don't think we're going to agree. I know where you're going with this. Do we want to root for our guys who we get young and as they grow, root for them? Do we want to get the young guys in the draft and say, all right, I want to root for you, Terry Rozier, you, Jalen Brown, you, Jason Tatum, and whatever other young guys we get and watch them grow over the years knowing that they might not have the upside of a Kyrie Irving and an Anthony Davis together? Because it's like you have to pick one. And the way the NBA is going, it's like the Celtics are forced to go the Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis route. When as a fan, it almost may be more pleasurable to go with the young guys. And hopefully one day you'll the, get there with that. But it's like you can't do that anymore. Well, that was the the rush and the love of what they did when Hayward and Hy- Ir-
2: Irving was hurt most of the time last year. These guys just stepped up in the position. And they were workhorses and just worked and played well together. Right. So, Johnny, won.
1: you had asked the question earlier uh, in our little text thread, why how can a team go from from being so like you love them, like they're awesome, likable right to being so wholly unlikable? And I think I think that's that's it right there. Um, it's, it's professionalism well, with the same players. Yeah, but not with the same players because Kyrie wasn't part of that.
0: Well, he was last year, but then he got hurt. So I, I see what you're saying.
1: You know, so so the same. You can't not root for people who are overcoming something, right? And like, that's a that's. It's like the under. You always root for the underdog, right? Right. And so they were, you know, Jason. uh, I feel like Tatum was the Red
0: Sox a couple years ago. Playing outside of themselves, they were very unlikable, like because it didn't seem like they were trying or cared very much. Like the years they were using losing in the playoffs and getting swept by the Astros or the Indians those couple of years, and you listen to the comments at the end of the season by guys like Bogarts and Ben Attendee, and it didn't seem like they cared very much, and it just didn't seem like anybody, you know, David Price, nobody really liked that team. But yeah. then last year they came out, and they're, they're, the Red Sox played hard every Every inning of every game, and it, it, Alex Cora was the new manager, so maybe that was the difference, but every inning of every game from the start last year, they were trying hard, they would never give up, and it just looked like they had an it factor, they and they went from being yeah. a, an unlikable team to last year being a very likable team that went on to win the World Series, where the Celtics were the vice versa. Last year, they, they maxed out what they had. They got everything, that the, they did the best they could with the talent they had, and now this year, you you want to add a two great all-star pieces in Hayward and Kyrie Irving, and it's like they've gone the other way, and now they've gone from that likable team to this team you can't stand anymore because it's like, what the hell is going on with these guys? There's just too much personal wants and individual-like
2: needs that are getting in the way in the aspect of what's going on. You see what's, what's kind of changed the philosophy with the Thunder and Paul George and, and Westbrook. is like they were written off, those three with Steve Adams, is like, there's no way you're going to stand a chance. There's no way you can compete. You guys are not in the same field as these other teams, right. and it makes you play harder because you have something to prove. And it's just like these guys are like, All right, I got my contracts, I'm good, I don't, I don't need to play hard, you know, whatever the case may be. We end up third or fourth in the league. We we get to the, the semi, you know, conference finals, and we fall out so bit We we did a good job. Where you want a group of people coming together and say, we're ultimately here to make this money. To not only give ourselves what we want, the organization what they want, but get the fans what they want, and you just buy into the philosophy like we want to be a winning town, a winning organization, a winning city, whatever the case may be. And I honestly think that's what the Bucks do. I mean, you got you got the Greek freak, but what they've done over the past two years is they've gotten a bunch of role players and know how to play their game Absolutely. and know where their spot point. fits. And you got a Kawhi Leonard who says, I'm only here for like one year, but he, he gets up there and they buy into a philosophy and it fits and it works well. It's just buying in and getting outside of your own fucking ego and playing the game you love to play
0: and so going for what you ultimately want to win. The next question is, so are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, are they the wrong guys? I don't necessarily say
2: that's fair because we got to understand how young they still are. I just don't think they have enough in front of them to show them what what it's all about like a I strong think, leader absolutely good leader I think Tatum
1: getting with didn't Kyrie up? last year say that's what the team was missing was a good veteran early early in this year he yeah. did yeah it was the, it was yeah. early this year right
2: and i you know Horford should be that guy in but some he's ways not. but he's not he's and a his, quiet his points have fell, fallen off this year i mean all four of those guys Rozier Tatum Brown Horford they're down by 5 to 6 points per game yeah, that's that. A, we were at the gym today. Yeah. they
0: were showing that um but also, it's which just, makes sense because Kyrie's now back and Hayward's he's back. He's there, but
2: does that relate to the fill go percentage and what you're doing? Are you taking smart shots? If you're looking right. at it, it's one thing to say I had to give up four of my shots to give him four more of his shots. But if that guy is not making those four shots, then give me, give me back two and scheme it better and work it out better. Like figure out what's going to work for you. But I don't th- I don't necessarily think this is going to be a runaway with the Warriors this year. Um, I really, you know, because they've been up and down early in the season. Who knows what they? But hell they've can won 16 off. of 17 now. I mean, they're strumming, they're going, you know. Yeah. And KD's playing with a, tr- uh, a chip on his shoulder right Cousins now. Cousins looks short. good. Cousins is dirty. I and mean, Draymond Daniels isn't playing well. Yeah, and that's a dirty five. But I really think that Sixers can give him a contest. And you got to understand too, you're coming out of the West, out of out of that playoff series. You could come out a six-game, five-game, seven-game series and come out tired, where if a Sixers
0: or a Bucks team could get rolling, those guys could be a little bit more rested than you coming like that. I feel like the East teams, the Final Four in the East, should be really good, ideally, if it's the Celtics, the Sixers, the Raptors, Raptors and the Bucks. Bucks, The East Final Four should be really exciting. You know,
2: Indiana would be there if they didn't lose. Uh, Olatipo. Yeah, there would be five. Know, they'd, they'd have been right there as well. And that's a top, That's a great top five. Nuggets have fallen off in the West. I don't know what's going on with that squad. They, they've lost last four out of well, five. They've been playing shorthanded for a while.
0: Yeah. You know, with the Barton and Harris injuries. And that,
2: that was a lot of road uh, road um, schedule that they just came off of, of yeah. too. Houston's not going to win. I, I agree what Kobe said the other day when he was on the uh, Tracy McGrady
0: interview. But it'll be interesting to see how good they are. Paul is getting better each game, healthier yeah. and better. And once Clint Capella gets back. Capella gets back because Harden they, admitted as much that they but, can't win that way. Right,
2: they can't win that way. But also, when you can tell yourself you need that guy to score forty points, if you can hold him to twenty-nine to thirty-four, you're changing the game. Where you look at a Warriors team and saying you got three guys who can put up forty any given night, it's hard. To, it's a little bit easier to scheme and defend than what what the Houston um, Rockets are putting out there right now as far as a product. I mean, don't get me wrong. What James Harden is doing this year is Unheard of. Yeah. I think he's probably, since Kobe, since Jordan, one of the best offensive, offensive. I'm not saying all around, I'm saying offensive players I've seen a long, long, long oh, time. Oh, he's dynamite. Yeah, it's incredible. The numbers he's putting out, the triple doubles, the 40 plus points consecutive games is, is ridiculous. They put up a stat earlier today with Embiid, um, Anthony Davis, I can't remember who else, with uh, 30.10 rebound games. And he was only behind, like, six out of those guys leading around 19-18. But those are all, like, power forward, like, all-star premier players. This is a shooting guard. That right. are, that, they're pulling in 10 rebounds and putting up 30 points.
0: Um. So, I mean, I guess let's tie a bow on the Celtics thing. What do I, we expect going forward? I think we're just going to be
2: taking a lot of antacids for the rest of the season and just dealing with a circus Unless they can reel it in, I.
0: Is there any way that they can change what it is right now?
2: I think they the organization feels like they can, or they would have made a trade. They would have pushed for something to happen. But trade deadline's passed,
0: so there, the there changes.
2: I mean, there, there's no
0: more changes. Well, coming. you know what I'm
2: saying, though. Yeah. I mean, this was well, you know, this is well apparent before the trade deadline happened. But I feel like they they could rein it in. I
0: I believe Stevens has. Can they start playing for each other though? Instead of playing individually, can that just change? Because I hope. this has been as a, fan, as, as a fan, I hope. I, since I, the preseason, they went 0 and 4. Yeah. So it's been happening since then, since they started.
1: I think they what they need to do is they need to start winning. Because nothing. Well, they had just if won
2: 10-11. But you, you look at the teams that they won out of that, though. I mean, they, they, True. they need to
1: start winning some big games. And if they can do that, nothing's more fun than winning. True. And nothing. You know, when they talk about locker room chemistry, it was such a tight group of guys. To a certain extent, you know, winning, winning cures everything. And, right. And winning will make a tight group because it's, it's fun to win. You you know, you get after it with the You blues. lose
0: your point fingers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So, I think that'll that'll be the key. They're going to have to get hot again if they're going to get back
0: in. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think tomorrow night's the night because they got a big game in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Philly's going to want to make a statement that new Philly's gonna too. Philly's going to wax that ass. Yep. Uh, pistons. They have,
2: they have a hard time on the boards. You got Drummond, and you got Blake Griffin, then you got Bucks. You go to Bulls. You got, well, they got the All Star break after the Pistons. and, the, and the, yeah,
0: so they're off for a week.
2: And you got for a week, and you start with Bulls, Raptors, Trailblazers. And then they I still mean,
0: have a West Coast trip to make. Yeah, it's it could get uglier.
2: Wizards, Warriors, Kings, Lakers, Clippers. Kings. So I'm saying
0: it could get worse before it gets better.
1: So they they pick the All Star teams before All Star weekend, like as far as like who's playing. So like on what the fans team? and
0: everything pick the starters, and then. I don't know how they made it Team LeBron versus Team Giannis, but they the captains are. That's the two
2: leading vote getters out of the East and West. Oh, that's what it was. They become team captains, okay, and they and they pick out of that pool. They can pick out of West and East. They're not set to just one side.
1: Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they make that part of the draft weekend festivities? Why? Why stretch it out? Yeah, I don't know. They do. I mean, or not draft weekend. Excuse me. All star -Star weekend.
2: weekend. Gets the buzz. I mean, all the players are tweeting who they're playing with. I mean, they've already talked about playing with this. and
0: Yeah, so they basically did like a fantasy draft last Thursday night on TV, on TNT. You know, LeBron and Giannis were picking their teams. And then LeBron's sitting there picking all the guys that are going to be free agents because he wants them to come play with him in LA Right, after right. A year.
1: Did you see that, um, that shot I saw going around Twitter of LeBron sitting on the bench by himself?
0: Yeah, apparently he always does that, though. I looked into that as well, and I I was thinking the same thing. Oh, good, there's turmoil in Laker land and LeBron land. But apparently he always does that.
1: And I've been hearing about uh, he hates uh, Lamar Ball. Ball? Ball. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's been hurt. Lonzo Lonzo
0: Ball's been hurt. And, you know, with the trade talks about the Lakers getting Anthony Davis the 10 days before the All-Star break, Ball's name, of course, was in the trade talks along with Kyle Kuzma and um, Brandon Ingram,
2: and with him comes his father, who right. just so can't just keep, just say, can't yes. keep his, his mouth shut. His dad didn't he's want him to go always to war. That's Levar. Well, there's been talks about like how he's been behind the bench, chirping in Luke Walton's ear, chirping at the bench about this and that throughout the season, and it's come to a head point of like how to deal with him.
0: I there's just no no team's gonna want that. No,
2: not ever. Not ever. And he's talking about how he's going to be the next Kobe or he's going to be that. He's better than LeBron. And that's
0: part of the reason I think the Pelicans, you know, I know Cosmo's a decent player. I don't know if he's a game changer. Um, And it's definitely Ingram's on the the negative side of a prospect of someone who was picked number two overall. And I think that the Lonzo Ball is definitely not enticing to a lot of teams, not just because of he's been a poor player, his situation. He's a 40% free throw shooter, 20% three-point shooter. His whole shooting structure, how the kid shoots, is just so unorthodox. Like, and what do you so, think about that? His mechanics so are Mag- awful. What would you think about Magic Johnson coming out today saying that he the thought The Pelicans that- didn't handle it professionally? Professionally. Right. He thought the Pelicans handled Anthony Davis to the Lakers' and trade that was, situation. that
2: was piggybacked on the fact that, um, uh, God, the GM, Jesus, came from, uh, Sixers. Del, Del- so, uh, Oh. Colangelo? Uh, no. GM, he used to play... He had to come to me, sorry. Don't but worry, they, guys, but, I'll edit this out later. But they, no, no, no. But he, he came... You're he, right, I won't. <laughs> he, 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 he came out and said, because Ben Simmons wanted to work with Magic. Oh, I saw that. And he's just like, Sixers organization... More tampering. Shut it down. Yeah, just shut it down. Like, no, we we are shutting that down. You're not talking to him. There's no way this is going to happen.
0: What? Yeah, what is with, what is with the, these Lakers and their tampering? It's LeBron, it's Magic. It's like they're just tampering all over the place. Right. Uh, and they tried to they tried to work that whole Anthony Kobe Davis trade situation too? to their favor. They they tried to manipulate the entire thing between the agent Rich Paul being LeBron's agent and Magic Johnson the Lakers. They tried to manipulate the Pelicans into making a bad deal. And I heard that the Pelicans owners and the other guys around the league were saying that you you're, you're going to lose your job if you make this deal with the Lakers. Don't do this. It's a bad look for the NBA. You can't make this deal. And so he never caved, to his credit.
2: Never caved. But is this is this the shitstorm that LeBron is going to bring with him everywhere he goes now?
0: It looks that way, because yeah. you know, he's got to beat the Warriors, right? Yeah, he He's got to gotta get past the Warriors, so he's got to get stars on his team. Well, he already now. thinks he's the best player ever for coming back in that
2: series and beating the Warriors. That's why he's the GOAT, and Jordan's yeah. not. Oh,
0: he's got nothing left. And that's the other comment that he made the last week was, I've got nothing left to prove in my career. Imagine Tom Brady comes out and say this, says this after he wins the Super Bowl. I've got nothing left to prove in my career. Everything else is just icing why, on the cake. That's LeBron's quote. Everything else is icing on the cake. Listen,
1: I fucking hate LeBron. You don't need to.
0: I had turned I, a corner on him, and I was started to go in his favor because he was getting so much hate when he went back to Cleveland for the second time. And now it's like he's gone further back in my mind. Like I, I couldn't hate someone worse than someone obviously that I that I don't don't know personally, but.
2: Well, yeah, but he's almost like a politician nowadays. He's like, is this the real you, or do you need something from me? Right. Like, what am I? What, what am I getting right here? What? What's the, What facade are you like portraying right he now? He has an agenda to he's, get something. I Always mean, an he's, agenda.
1: He's also he's starting like uh, is he starting a sports agency too? It's already going. And you know, right, right across
2: from the Staples Center, like he's building a mecca, like like movies, acting, like recruiting. He's he's dipping his hands in AAU so he gets his hands on early on. I kids would love it if on. all
0: the stars in the NBA that are gonna be free agents just stiffed him this year and they were like, You know what? You're just getting leave old. Them. You're just getting old island. You know what, you're getting old. Why do we want to play with you? You're gonna you're gonna be thirty six years old. Like, what's the point? Right. Why should I carry your diaper around in the yeah. locker room? And, and and if they win, then LeBron gets the credit. But that's what happens. So you go LeBron. play with LeBron right. and you win with an old LeBron, guess who gets the credit? LeBron. LeBron. Not you. <laughs> so what's the point? This is why I've talked about, like, I'm
2: a, I'm, I'm a fan of the players in the sport, but it's almost like WWE now. Yeah. It's just like, it's their spotlight when they get in the ring. It's their moment. Mm-hmm.
0: But there's no team around a lot of these players. No, and I was looking at those when LeBron beat the Warriors highlights when he was holding the trophy. Rich Paul, his, uh, the agent, yeah. is, is the oh, one just hugging like, him. Not oh, the yeah, player. All over. His agent.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's... It, well, his hands, if you lower the camera, his hands are in the back pocket like for that commission check. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, that's NBA and the so NBA you, world these days. So. so, are you
2: going with Golden State's going to win it no matter
0: what? I just, well, I just like, kind of like hockey. I, I get it. A hot goalie can change things, and, but the Lightning seem like a runaway freight train right now. But the Warriors seem like an even bigger runaway freight train than they've ever been. In the last two years, mm-hmm. they have been. You want about them with me against the field? You don't want to do that. Why would you throw one? Don't throw your money away.
1: <laughs> I just a
2: sucker for a good bet to talk about. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, honestly, I think the Warriors win four games to one in the finals. Maybe four games to none. But it's not going to be worse than four no, games to one.
2: No, I, I disagree with that. Who's going to beat them? I didn't, Well, I'm not saying that anybody's going to beat Injuries aside. You, you're saying 4-1. I definitely think if it goes back to Philly or if it goes back to Milwaukee, I would love to see a small... Small affiliate program. I would love to see the not the Warriors finals. Like go back to Milwaukee. Good for that, you know. But I don't think it it goes 4 one. I
0: just hope you know why. And this is what I want. I want the Warriors. Let's let them win it this year, and then they can all they all leave and go do their things. Kevin Durant leaves. Cousins leaves. Clay Thompson leaves, and they break up the Warriors. So let them win one more. Break it up. KD leaves. Thompson stays. Whatever. Give him max Whatever. Let them win one more and let them break it up. But it's gonna be NYKD. Something. I just I am done with the Warriors. I Going to New York most likely. You I'm done, done with the Warriors. I, I I just I want it to be over. They're wasting valuable sports rooting years of my life. <laughs> and I just let <laughs> you say you well you say that, but if it was a run like that with Boston
2: Red Sox, or you, I would feel bad. You're fair Patriots talking about you're cornering. Do the Marcus Patriots go out?
0: Do the Patriots go out and get Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and? No, they, they might are, get Julio Jones. Might, right. Maybe Might. Right. And that would be a huge deal if they did. But the Patriots I think you're coming from that aspect that you're just tired of seeing the same team win. No, no, no. I'm tired of what they do. Okay. Because the Warriors weren't well, hated when it was Curry Elton Brand, that's who I was talking about. When it was um for, for when uh, it was Curry, sixes. Clay Thompson, <coughs> and Draymond Green, they were a likable team. No? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. And, but once they got Durant and now Cousins, it's like what the hell? What are you doing? You're stupid. Winning. You're you be yeah, stupid. They're winning. It's not fair. It's it's <laughs> well, I mean, and and
2: this is something I think when the collective bargaining agreement and the next situation comes up, that a lot of other owners in smaller markets are going to argue because they're li- they're losing out and it's hurting the it's hurting the organization as a whole for sure. But there's just not enough t- talent in the NBA. To spread it around like that and do and, and do what's going on right now. And Sixers have caught on, they're willing to spend the money. But a lot of organizations can't do it. The Kings can't do that. Right. You know. Cleveland, you know, outside of LeBron can't do that. Uh,
0: I just no. think we'll be happier once LeBron's gone and the Warriors are broken up. And guess what? We'll have a level level playing field and right. you know, with all these teams, the Toronto's, the Milwaukee's, the Celtics, you know, all these all these teams will not Denver. Yeah we'll be able to enjoy the basketball right. landscape again. One of the funny things, they're asking Mark Cuban,
2: because they picked up Porzingis in the trades. Play this year. But like they're asking Cuban, like, oh, you got Porzingis. You're set for the future. He's like, no, I'm not the way the league's no, they going right now. More. like, I need one more, possibly two more, yeah. to even compete with it. He's like, I got two great guys, but the way the league's going, I'm going to have to fork out a lot of money just yeah. to even compete. And they understand that. So it's just a, kind of, like a defeated kind of frame of mind. you like, if you just can't get the right talent at the right time,
0: it's a wash of a season almost. I mean it's yeah, and if if, if one team does get the right mix like the Warriors, yeah. It's years could be. It has been.
2: All right. All right. Ranting done. Okay. We love basketball. Any any
0: <laughs> anything to add about the new uh, AAF, the Alliance? American um, Alliance of American Football. Alliance of American Football. I love
2: seeing the big hits and the unprotected quarterback. (laughs) That Dorcovici quarterback got leveled. He
1: got lit up. uh, Let's go ahead and just call it the Concussion League. Right.
2: Someone
0: was saying they must have to sign a waiver. And this is the prelude to the return in the XFL? No, it's like a so triple A for NFL. So the NFL okay. has a hand in it. But guess. in the
2: XFL coming
1: back
0: too? XFL is coming back next, next year. year. Next yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. This
1: is actually a little bit of a cock block on, uh, uh, on the XFL. Right, right. You know, they're kind of. Trying to get ahead of getting it? Getting out there, yeah, getting out there first. I think it's great to have, to have um, a farm team system for the NFL because you definitely see it once you get past. Once you start digging into those those practice team guys, you know, like the the fifty fourth, fifty fifth, 56th guys on your roster. Um, oh, there's
0: talent. There's talent out there to make but, it a good but league. But they're
1: but they're so underdeveloped, and I think right. having having another league, um, you know, it's gonna be great for the for the markets that they're in. People are gonna go out to these games. There's big hits. It's gonna be fun. They already how did. Many, a, how a, many, a, many games
0: a, are in this season? I don't know, but let me tell you. So the Saturday night, the I mean, Rockets three, Saturday yeah. night that the audience, the the Saturday night game did a three million, million audience million which did more than the Warriors and no, not the Warriors, the Rockets and Thunder game. Westbrook yep. versus Harden. So that uh, so the opening weekend Saturday night game did better than the NBA Westbrook Harden. Granted,
2: that's that's curiosity of what it's gonna be like. Let's see how it fizzles out, or if it fizzles out. But it's also a great time period because A, a lot of people just don't want to let go of football, but you're in between now and before spring training begins, you're relying basically on basketball and basketball only in a lot of ways. Hockey.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't, don't get know into that
0: hockey Right, hockey's hockey. Yeah. Hockey people have been I hockey. I think people. hockey people are always just hockey people, right?
1: So here's here's speaking of hockey, here's something to think about with all of the new gambling laws that are coming out and the availability to to gamble in real time from your phone um you know a la my bookie or whatever i think that these leagues that are coming out are going to be propped up in a lot of ways by the access to gambling because you know
0: that's what they're saying about this aaf thing so there's going to be like live in-game prop betting wagers that you can do from your phone on the aaf so there's a big gambling component to
1: it right and and that's why you see uh you know um, leagues like the NHL is going all in on gambling, and they're they're talking, you know, about gambling stuff on a, in an official capacity, you right. know, Like from the NHL Twitter, they're doing partnerships with like MGM and stuff. Baseball is
0: doing it now too.
1: Yeah, 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 but NHL really got got ahead of it, and uh, you know, I think I think they're really trying to uh, you know get in with the degenerate crowd and and boost their own popularity so more, it's oh more money for leagues so why not
0: yeah
1: alright well uh we actually kept it a reasonably length uh episode of gmsr uh so thanks for sticking with us uh like our facebook page cause we post a, a bunch of f- uh funny and uh interesting sports shit on there so do like our facebook at uh green MT Sports. Uh, on Facebook, uh, at uh Green Mt Sports, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find John Downing at Green Mountain Grinder on Twitter. Um, I think that's gonna do it for us today, boys. Hmm. All, right. All
0: right. All right. Have a good week. Yeah. See you next week,
2: too. everyone. All right.
1: Hockey next week, right? Hockey
2: next week. All right. All right. Bye.